Welcome to the Resilience Unlimited Show, your go-to podcast for empowerment and growth. I'm Coach Dr. Lauren, founder of Resilience Unlimited, inviting you to join our transformative journey each week. This space is specially crafted for high-achieving women, specifically women of color, where we can feel seen, heard, and part of a thriving community. This podcast is your compass for emotional regulation, understanding your purpose, and living unapologetically authentic. Ready to invest in yourself? Welcome to episode 10, 10 of the Resilience Unlimited show. So I am Dr. Lauren. For those of you who don't know me, if you are new here, welcome to the the show. And um, I'm really excited to, this episode today is going to be a little bit different. And a lot of it is because the purpose of this show is all about resilience, but there are different ways that I can show resilience to reach the needs of different listeners. So if you are new, like I said, welcome. This is definitely a podcast. If you are a woman of color, if you are a black woman, if you have ADHD or signs of ADHD, you will definitely benefit from this um, authentic space in which I share my stories, tips that and tri- tricks that have worked for me, things that I think that are very helpful that I've seen applied with clients. But if you are also a parent who is either A, receiving educational therapy services from me, or you're interested in educational therapy services, I don't want you to feel that this podcast can't reach or connect with you. Um, because prior to this, I had a podcast. And if you are listening to this, you can probably scroll down and you'll see that I have tons of episodes that don't sound like Resilience Unlimited. Sounds like it's more focused on structured literacy, science reading, dyslexia, and that is my area of expertise. So if you are a parent digging a little bit, want to get to know a little bit more about me, um, be sure to listen to that if you're looking more for educational therapy services. But with that being said, all of the things that I share with my clients are things that I've either used, things that have helped me. Um, and this is more with the ADHD, you know, the executive functioning, because I'm not dyslexic. But I'm excited to really talk today about what has worked for me and what can work for you and um, current clients I'm working with. If you are loving the content, if you are listening to other episodes, if you're looking at the bio, please, please, please hit that subscribe button. I would love your support. If you're a listener, if you're watching, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, comment, share, do all of the things because my purpose is really to reach the masses. I want to reach as many people as possible because I just have so much in my head that I just want to share and I feel it can really benefit and impact many families, people, and women of color. So I usually start off with an opening question, and my question today is going to be, what tools do you find helpful that help you with your executive functioning? Okay, so everybody has executive functioning. Now, whether or not you're really good at managing your executive functioning is a different story. Now, I used to think that I was like queen of executive functioning. I was like, I'm so organized. I got folders. I have tabs. You know, I loved my... Um, my paper clips, you know, being a, a former educator, I loved all of that stuff. 
But it wasn't until I had more responsibilities outside of myself that I realized I really did not know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> um, I live by my calendar and my reminders on my phone, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. Like I was still forgetting to pay bills. I was still forgetting to um, show up to events. I mean, it, it was, it was, honestly, it's embarrassing. You know, I mean, I think when you're a kid and someone else is telling you what to do, it can be like, whoops, sorry. But when you are a business owner or you are, um, you know, a parent, you, you have many people depending on you, you have to have a system that works for you. And I was finding that my ADHD got worse. Actually, I don't even know if it got worse. Maybe it was always this bad, but because I was in such a structured job, you know, with teaching, you know, especially if you're a middle, if you're a secondary teacher, you live by the bell. You live by, oh, well, this class is 52 minutes, so the bell's going to ring. Oh, I know I have lunch at 11.11 till 11.41 or whatever it is. Like you live on a time schedule. So you're forced to kind of know what's coming next. But when you are your own boss, self-employed, you know, all of these things, there's a lot that comes with the executive functioning. And that is still an area I'm working on. Um, paperwork, administrative stuff. I mean, it's not my favorite at all. In full disclosure, my first year being self-employed, it was just so embarrassing at the time. I'm not embarrassed now because let's be honest here. This is the, the Resilience Unlimited show. When it was time to do taxes, I thought, quote, reconciling my QuickBooks was just was just clicking like okay to everything. <laughs> when it turned out when it was really time for um my CPA to go through, I had months and months and months of stuff that just didn't add up. It wasn't aligning. It wasn't reconciled. Things were filed in bad places that, you know, were supposed to be filed. I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And it was an embarrassing mistake, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And that is not my area of strength. So I really had to find ways that worked. And then when I started taking clients, the systems I had just did not make any sense. You know, it was like, okay, I have this for contracts. I have Google Docs for this. I email for this. I have this for this. I was losing papers. I was losing things electronically. Um, it, it was It was a disaster. And I was honestly burning myself out. So it wasn't until I found these tools in which I use in my business and in my personal life. And it has really freed up so much space in my head to not feel anxious. Now, I still do get a little um, anxious and a little like antsy when I have to look at my to-do list for the day because sometimes just seeing tons of tasks, it's just like, oh my God, can I really get all this done? And I typically try to get all of my heavy lifting done between nine and four. And that's because my youngest daughter is in school and it's really hard to do work when you have a six-year-old that's high energy and probably has ADHD in your face. So I try to do all the heavy lifting between then. And so I really was striving for ADHD apps, um, one-stop shop for my business, you know, things that I could focus on what my areas of strength were versus um, beating myself up. And for the longest time, I never thought I had time blindness, but I mean, I really, my, my issue with time blindness is I take on way more than I think that I can handle. And then when it comes up, then I realize, like, oh my God, I don't, I didn't schedule 
downtime. I didn't schedule a break. I didn't schedule a bathroom break. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I'm here to tell you I've been there and it, it doesn't bode well when people are depending on you, you get moody, you get irritated. It's just not a good look. So I'm going to give you five, um, AI and EF. So those of you who don't know that term, artificial intelligence and executive functioning tools that I use. And I'm just excited about it. So the first one I'm going to delve into is called Notion. I was cutting the grass this summer listening to this woman who's an ADHD coach and she was talking. She's like, if it's not my Notion, then I don't get it done. So I remember I stopped the lawnmower and I paused and I, I put it in my notes. I said, Notion. So I went and I explored Notion for a few weeks and I'm like, wow, this is overwhelming. But what I found was everything can go in Notion and I live by it now. So if I'm taking a class, I start a new sheet and that's where all my notes go. Um, all my business expenses, that's where all my notes go. Uh, networking and meeting people, I can take notes within notes within notes. That's where all my notes go. I have my 2024 goals and I have ways to track my goals. I also have, um, let's see, I'm looking at it right now. What else do I have in my notion here? Because of course I'm on my computer. So those of you who are watching me, you can see I'm kind of clicking around. I have um, my social media calendar on here. You know, when I'm going to post my email schedule, I have projects on here. I mean, there is anything and everything that you can keep on this notion. And there are many different categories. I actually have my reading list on here. So I, it, it took me a long time to accept because those of you who know, we have a hard time following through with ADHD or signs and symptoms of ADHD. And I, I realized a few years ago, I could never finish a book. And whenever I finished a book, it was like a huge triumph for me. I mean, literally. So those of you who are watching, you're like, what do you mean? You have all those books in your background. Yeah, all of these books are my husband's or my grad school books. And we have four, four bookcases in this office. I don't, I'm not a reader. I'm a listener. So I can audio book, but I have a really hard time with like opening a book and reading word for word. I mean, it's it's painful. And if I finish a book, I really liked it. So I had to commit myself to reading books this year. I'm trying to do one book a month, which is more than feasible because I'm doing audiobook. So if I'm walking the dog or if I'm, you know, running errands, I can definitely listen to it. But what I what I realized was I wanted to be engaged. I wanted to annotate. So I can do that when I'm cooking and then have my notion open on my phone and then jot down notes. And it's been great. And I'm like, wow, I don't have to be that traditional person that's reading and sitting down and highlighting because I did that for so many years and it just didn't stick for me. So I'm now accepting at almost 37 years old. This is the way that I learn. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I have enough degrees to prove that I'm smart on the outside of the academic world, but I'm really learning my smarts. Um, as to who I am and how I navigate in in this in interface with this world. So I highly recommend you checking out Notion. They have work templates. They have school templates. They have, um, I think, a variety of different templates, but it's exciting. And I'm always looking for ways that I can house everything in there. So I use it on my computer. So when I start my workday, that's like the first thing I open. I'm like, all right, let me get my Notion open. So I can see what my social media calendar looks like, what emails I'm scheduled to send out for my business and all of that good stuff. So that's the first one. 
The second one I love is called Todoist. And um, I've shared this with clients. So what I love about this is you can do it on your computer or you can do it um, on your phone. So Notion is an app on your phone as well. But what I love about Todoist is um, you can be out and you can just like remind yourself of things and you pop it in and you can set it for today, tomorrow. You can have priority flags. You can have waiting. You can like you can set things up in a way. And this is all the free version. You know, there's the pro, which you pay for, which I don't know what other perks you get, but I'm satisfied with the free. And what's so different about that versus if you're an Apple user, an iPhone user, I used to have reminders all the time and I still have reminders, but it was just annoying because sometimes the reminders would go off and then I would ignore it. And it just, it just didn't serve its purpose. But for me, if you're like me, I look at my phone and I do not like notifications. It actually makes me very anxious. I took off my email notification because I got anxious seeing like 70 emails, 50 emails. Like I don't want to see that. So with to do is you have notifications until you finish that to-do list. And it really pushes you to finish that to-do list. Now, obviously, if you're putting 50 things on there and you can't ever get it done, then you're 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 overexerting and, and your goal is probably too high. So you want to set something that is reasonable where you feel accomplished, yet, you know, hey, I got some things done. This is good. Another thing I love is it it it's a, a dopamine hit. So every time that you Every time you get something done, you click it and it makes a sound. And once you get like the first five things off your list done, then you get like a reward or something. It's really cool. It's really cool. I'm apparently at the Zen stage because I use it every single day. And I've only been using this app maybe for like a month, but apparently I've gotten like 800 tasks done. And I put in everything like coaching call, go to the grocery store. Like I have to do it because I forget if it's not there. I just recently have this as a widget on my phone. So first thing I can see my to-do list when I open up my phone in the morning and it's just such a good feeling to be like, okay, here's where I'm starting. So I highly recommend Todoist. And you can also link it to Notion. I haven't done that yet. Um, I'm kind of just playing with what I have right now, but it's definitely something that you can give a try and see if that works for you. All right, my second AI tool is ChatGPT. Everyone's on the ChatGPT bandwagon. I use this as a tool. It's not um, a toy. That's what our, our special educators used to always say. You know, don't use it as a, as a toy. It's a tool. You know, when we talk about fidgets. And so what I do is I have worked with clients where, um, you know, we tend to be impulsive. And sometimes we say exactly what we mean. And it may not bode well. You know, I remember when I was in, my first or second year of teaching, my head of school would be like, you want to send the hamburger email? And I'm like, what the hell is that? And it was, you know, a kind, nice, pleasantry comment. Then, if, especially if it's not a positive email, then you hit him with the bad news. Then you hit him with a nice compliment bun at the end. And then it's like, you know, sign your name. So it was the nice, direct, nice hamburger approach. Well, sometimes when we're in our feelings or don't know how to manage our emotions, or our nervous system's on fire, we don't tend to think through those things. So that's where I always recommend using ChatGPT. So I've been in situations where I get emails and I'm like irritated. I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know, I did an as, as astrology reading and apparently I have so much fire in me, which makes sense because I, I can go from zero to 60 and I'm very passionate. 
So I know that about myself, that instead of me firing off a response or a text message, I try to give myself some think time. But then I also want to make sure that I'm not going to regret what I said later. So I type what I want to say. I put it in chat GPT. I type and turn into a professional email. So it, you know, definitely switches it, makes it sound very professional. And then after that, I throw it in Grammarly. And I want it to make it sound more like me, you know, make sure the grammar and the punctuation and the vocabulary is good. And then I cut and paste it into emails. And it has been a game changer. I love ChatGPT too for ideas because I tend to freeze up. I have so many ideas. Sometimes they come out so fast that I can't get them out fast enough. So, um, and then it turns into this, I forget about it. And then I get frustrated, then I procrastinate. I mean, it's like this whole cycle of just annoyance. So I'll put in like a topic that I might want to create a course on. Or uh, for example, I'm going to be doing a, a AD, an ADHD workshop for a school, a private school where I'm going to be educating the teachers. And so I put in like, what's everything that a private school teacher needs to know about ADHD students and serving them, you know, pop in a question, boom, make this into a course. And I just get ideas. And then I pick and choose what sounds good for me, what I think would be necessary, what I I think would be helpful. So definitely love ChatGPT. Um, I think the younger generation might be using it for plagiarism, but, you know, I, I just, if you know how to use a tool correctly, then it really can enhance your smarts. But if you're abusing it, then it's not going to be helpful for you. So I assume if you're listening to this, you're more on the, I need a tool, not I need to abuse <laughs> side of things. All right, so the fourth one I've already talked about is, is Grammarly. So I talked about that in tandem with ChatGPT. Grammarly is also really good for my um, dyslexic friends out there. You know, you might be typing stuff and you're like, I don't know how to spell this word, but it will help you with the spelling, with the grammar, with the syntax, all of that. So I love it. I pay quarterly. I mean, it's not cheap, but it's worth it. I use it every day in my business. You know, I will also use ChatGPT to type in blog posts. Like I can say, take this podcast episode show notes and turn this into a blog post. And then it does it. And then I put it in Grammarly and then I add my own spin and it saves so much time. Because, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day, right? All right. The last um, AI tool, executive functioning tool as well, that I'm going to be talking about is something called Trevor AI. Now, I think that this app is one with a paid membership, but I believe it's still free. And this is not on the phone yet. It's only on the computer. This is fantastic because it is really good with time blocking. So more than often, we get on this bandwagon of maybe you're doom scrolling. Maybe you're looking at the New York Times recipes and lose track of time and you've been doing it for an hour and a half. Um, maybe you're just watching Netflix for two hours longer than you should. Whatever it is and you have things to do, you need to time block. Because if you don't recognize that it takes you 20 minutes to drive to this appointment, the appointment's probably an hour and another 20 minutes back, that's really going to throw off the flow of your day. But if you know that you can block off that time, then you're not going to be disappointed. Then you're not going to say, I didn't get this done. I didn't have enough time. No, you can say, this is what I blocked off. A good example is when I want to go for a long, hearty nature walk with my dog, 
I go to a park that's a few miles down the road from my house, but it's like huge woods everywhere. And it's like a maze. She loves it. Well, I've learned that that's not a quick walk. That's not a quick, let's walk in the neighborhood. I can be back in 20 minutes. This, this is something where I block off 90 minutes on my calendar. So it takes me about 12 minutes to drive there, give or take, get the dog out of the car. We start walking, you know, before she picks up her stride, she's sniffing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then we break a, well, I can't say she breaks a sweat, but I break a sweat. We're walking. And then, you know, around a mile out, I'm like, all right, let's turn around. We go back a mile in. So we usually walk about two, two, three miles. And then I factor in how long it takes to get back home. Now, it's been rare that I use up that whole 90 minutes, but I block that time off because let's say I get a coaching call or a consultation or a meet and greet put on my calendar. And if I'm out, I need to have the transition to get home, go to the bathroom, get some water, make sure that I'm feeling replenished before I show up. And I think that's part of the problem sometimes where we don't have a concept of time where we might be showing up late We might be showing up not emotionally available. We're irritated because maybe we didn't get enough to drink. We didn't get enough to eat. We didn't have enough downtime to decompress. So time blocking is a huge issue. And that definitely is based on executive functioning. So check that out. It's on the computer. It's called Trevor AI. I love it. So those are my five educational therapy and or coaching tools that I use and that I know clients have used and find really helpful. So definitely take a look at that. I know if you are a busy mom, because I do work with moms, it's, it's a shit show sometimes. You're like, how do I find time to make dinner? How do I find time to work out? How do I find time to get my hair done? How do I find times to to just not have anybody need me? You know, hiding out in the bathroom is only going to work for so long. <laughs> So if you time block, if you plan, if you have your to-do list, if you have your notion, you know, all of these things. So with that being said, this is a very quick episode, but I did want to still touch on some ways that I've been resilient, resilient in the behind the scenes. And I know you can be too. So before we leave, I definitely want to remind you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Definitely subscribe to the podcast. Um, Reach out to me if you have any questions. If you're looking for a discovery call, if you are a parent, and you are like, I need my child to work with you. My family needs to work with you. We need to work on our EF. We need to work on our ADHD, our time blindness, our dyslexia, whatever it is. Please click the link in the show notes for the educational therapy discovery call. That is a completely different link than the um, neuroholistic coaching call. Now, if you are a woman of color, and you were like, hey, I really am interested in working with you, definitely click that neuroholistic coaching discovery call link. And that will guide you through a few questions before we hop on that discovery call. Both of those are free. I want to get to know you. I want to know if we're a good fit working together. You need to get to know me. You know, I'm all about that authenticity and that transparency. Also, for my Black professional women who have ADHD or signs and symptoms of ADHD, I have created something called the Serenity Suite. And this is a bundle of workbooks. So you are assessing your emotional regulation, your digital detox. Where are you with your digital detox and how does that impact your nervous system? Um, There is a cognitive mindset workbook where we work through all of the cognitive distortions, which ones are coming up for you the most. How can you journal about them? How can you change your mindset and other goodies in there? 
I've created this with love. Um, these are things that I've used myself. So feel free to really take advantage of it. It's a $17 bundle package. You know, it's pretty cheap. So click the link in the bio for that. Um, also, if you're looking for more vitality, energy, all that good stuff, there is a link in the bio to activate your stem cells. So check that out and learn more about that as well. So I look forward to seeing you all next week. And of course, you are going to stay resilient and you're going to have excellent executive functioning skills. See you next week. Thank you for joining us this week on the Resilience Unlimited show. Be sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. See you next week, divas. And don't forget, stay resilient.